I'm Henry Lynn. I'm Madeline Wallace. And welcome to Better World. Better World is an exploration of badass people doing really cool things. The more we know about this world, the better we can do in changing it. Maddie, I'm super psyched that you're back. I'm so excited to be here. Missed you a lot. Um, how were all of the various conferences that you've been on? You've been on like a conference award story. You're like a conference rock star. Actually, I went to a conference. The conference that I'm delivering the keynote speech at is in November. So, oh wow! But the conference was amazing. It was all about the future of sustainable textiles. We talked about mushroom, foam, leathers, algae. Love the mushroom. It was it was just amazing. That's so, tight. Yeah. So today we're looking into the challenges that were recently um, illustrated for us in all of the activism uh, that's been going on. Uh, you know, Greta visited, we had Climate Week, 4 million people came out and protested. But what are um, the actions that we can take? What is activism? How can we be better role models, if you don't mind me borrowing a term? Um, so with us today, we have two very, very uh, special guests. Guys, thanks for coming and welcome to the pod. Thanks for having us. Yes, indeed. And uh, they are not only special because uh, they're rad human beings and eco-warriors, uh, just like the rest of us out here trying to make a difference, um, but because they are attempting to train and encourage others uh, in an industry that has long since been known um, for not giving a crap about anything uh, to give a crap. Um, so guys, welcome. Tell us, tell us everything. Everything. Go. Literally just everything. Go. Take it from the top and work our way back. Well, oh, where do we start? Well, basically, we should probably start saying that we're in the modeling industry, and um, hence the world we're role models that you're trying to steal from us, which is totally fine. It's not ours. Really. I was just really copying it, is, it for the moment. It is trademarked, by right. the way. Role models management oh, is. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, um, I have you know um, my own modeling agency, Role Models Management. Brana is one of our models. We're also a part of this model group society called Model Mafia, or the model activists. And um, what we are starting to see more and more, which is so exciting, is that, you know, models, like you just said, that are known for not really giving a shit. Um, are In an industry that doesn't it, give a shit. Yeah. Um, well, that's just sort of like the image that we've had of models for so long, right. which I think is not true. And we, as an agency, wants to give a platform and encourage models to like, hey, speak up. You have a, an incredible influence uh, and power to inspire other people and to show what we think should be happening in today's world. And I think we need to step up into that role and to really fill uh, that void that needs to, to be filled and show the world that, you know, activism does matter and we can make huge impact uh, from the places that we have in the industry. So role models management effectively has taken a labor class which previously did not utilize or have um, a significant voice and you guys have empowered your models about 150 you guys represent did you mention uh, a little over that but yeah around a little over 150 of these great badass eco warriors um, to get out there and work on campaigns that are sustainable so most of the work that you provide for them is uh, for good well, if I can <clears throat> interject here, it's actually really wonderful what Teresa has done and Val has done because they are pairing models with similar interests to the brands that will pair nicely. So 
Um, if I am a model who's con- concerned about sustainability or veganism, I don't want to be representing a brand that is all about fur. Right. Exactly. Okay. So this is excellent. So I noticed that uh, you guys were also incredibly active during Climate Week. Can you tell us a little bit about what the extracurriculars look like and how you've taken this? Because the roots of activism are what, you know, one of the segments that we um, would like to discuss and how everybody um, can be an activist and how everybody can get out there and some of the things that they can do to change. But I, when, you know, seeing you guys in Climate Week, I found it fascinating that you'd aggregated this group and you were making this very concerted effort and push um, to make a difference. So we were actually coordinating um, strikes in about 12 different countries internationally, and it was extremely overwhelming, um, the amount of information that that required, the amount right. of communication, the amount of um, just sheer organization. Right. So, um, yeah, what we did is we kind of broke it down and we got people on the ground. And my part particularly was that I thought, why don't we do some actual action that we can see visually? Right. Is that making sense? It makes perfect sense. Well, that's mostly because I was there. But exactly. um, (laughs) In explaining action that you can see visually, you guys showed up not only at the climate strikes, but at some of the events um, thereafter working with some of the folks who are working on things like uh, the Green Wall in Africa. We did that, but I'm talking even pre-strike, we raised awareness for the strike. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So you guys leverage your influence um, through this 150-person network, and they've all got you know 20,000-plus followers, of course, uh, to get the word out to so, strike. Yeah, the Model Mafia is like maybe 300 models now. Mm-hmm. You know, We're not keeping count, but hundreds of models around the world. And so... Um, we, you know, Therese and I and a bunch of other models uh, organize and rally the, the troops around different causes. So um, our big thing that we did this, this last most recent thing was the climate strike. So right. my contribution to that, my major contribution was saying, let's get raise awareness for the climate strike right. during New York Fashion Week. Let's bring yeah. the climate strike into fashion because it's yes. actually... It wasn't in the fashion realm. So I said, we're into fashion. So during Fashion Week, you guys yeah. had activations as well. Yes, exactly. I just want to clarify, because I think it's very confusing. The agency, Role Models Management, has about 150, 160 models, which the number you were talking about. Yeah. Um, so what we were doing during Climate Week um, was more through the network Model Mafia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to make that sure clear. I know it's right. very confusing. Um, no, but we really banded together a, right. a group of people in a similar industry towards a common goal. And it sounds like you guys actually had a very staged approach to this. And it's a very, very interesting case study in what you can do. This is effectively climate unionizing. No, which really. Is really interesting. We got reposted in Vogue Brazil for the fashion rallies. Um, we got uh, in Getty um, Street Style mm-hmm. day four. So, and people were coming up to me saying, hey, I remember seeing those, um, those pictures of people raising awareness. Right. I'm like, oh my God, this actually went viral. Right. So what is the plan that you guys have now for the next ongoing series of events? Because it's it's very, very interesting for me to hear that you had started well before Climate Week, you know, sort of months in advance, you built this cadence and momentum, you got everybody engaged, and then, you know, you plus all of these other entities had a very, very successful Climate Week, 4 million people really showing up. You know, being like, hey, wake the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, 
where our uh, strength is in community. Right. So we have to continue to build community, build a safe space for models. Um, and that's how we can move forward and continue with these activations, if you will, and continue with the the same force because you have to have people engaged. You have to have them excited. You have to have positivity for people to actually want to respond. I think, I think the first point of contact always has to be positive. It always mm. has to be something that's exciting, something that people want to do. So when you say, Hey, come, come out like in front of spring studios, we're going to, you know, have a nice time together. <laughs> we're going to take some pictures because yeah. we're models and, you know, we're just, and we're going to distribute the shit out. out. Them, right. Yeah. Then you, then people get excited, they get interested. So it really encourages engagement, not only in our group, the Model Mafia, but encourages, you know. In all the adjacent groups. In all yeah. the adjacent groups with the influencers. We got like famous singers right. taking pictures for us. We got famous influencers. It was amazing because people really um, did have the inclination to be like, hey, what is that? I'm going to do that. I'm not going to you know, just pass by. They were really interested to hear it right. because we came at it from a point of positivity. Mm-hmm. I was just going to, I think that is honestly the key what we're trying to get at. Activism can take shape in so many different ways, right? Mm-hmm. And one way is coming together as 4 million people and like we're striking and we're like marching the streets and creating chaos in one sense of the word. But if we have, are to have a sustainable change, like these are system changes that need to happen on like a mass scale. Right. And at the same time, like, striking is like fearful too you know it's Mm. like it creates this like panic almost and we have to pick up that energy and then make something positive out of it so that we can actually like start implementing real change and i think what we need to do as a community of models but also anyone who's listening or whatever career or like part you have in society like what can we do to start like slowly moving into like this new change um and how can we evoke that change in people and Activism can be like, it doesn't have to be, we don't, we don't have to reach thousands of people in one post to impact people. Like you can go and talk to a school class and like install some like positivity. Like how, what can you actually do today to help out? Um, like, you know, next year we're going to be voting again. I think it's very important to get people to vote. And so what are small, small community things we can do to actually like pick up this momentum and not just like scream through all, okay, we need change. All right, that's great. But what do we actually do to get there? Right. And so what are some of the tangible things that you guys have been focused on doing and or executing outside of the activism? So we got everybody to show up. We gave them a message. Uh, well, I'm going to answer your question with a very esoteric, tangible thing. Um, so I think that it's very important to um, meet people where they're at with compassion. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you know, look at someone and shame them. That's not going to make them change. Right. You have to really understand where they are and understand the struggle that they're going through for them to be able to even listen to like 10% of what you're saying. Mm. So I think that foremost is very important to for everyone in this arena to understand. I mean, I think something tangible we've done through the agency as examples this year, we partnered up with Lonely Whale for one campaign mm. and we helped them launch this Hydrate-like campaign, which oh, yeah. was all about like bringing your own water bottle or like drink in a one, mm-hmm. whatever way that's not including a plastic bottle. Right. And that is just, I think what needs to happen is shifting pop culture. What is normal in society? What do we think is cool? Right. You know, and like 
I don't think human beings are cruel and like we don't want to kill the planet. We don't want to put microplastic into the ocean. We just don't know better. Mm. And we just do so many things by default, like without even thinking about it. It's like, of course, I'm going to grab, grab a water bottle. It's right there. You know, it's like it's given to me for free, but it's nothing is free if it's going to like slowly kill us all. So like, how can we, that's one, you know, tangible thing we've done is like, okay, help bring awareness to this, you know, and we're trying to like, back to the original question about models. I think a reason to why this industry hasn't been used better for activism before is because as a model, you're booked to be a clean slate. You know, a brand wants to be able to put their values on top of a model to like just make her into whatever they want her to be. So right. if you have strong opinions, that's not a great thing because then suddenly that could like not work well with the branding. Um, so as a model, you're very used to just be like, you're told to basically shut up and not, you know, mm-hmm. not don't speak about your values or yeah, your opinions. Totally. Right. Um, so what we're trying to change and what we, we, it's in a great time to do that too because like the world is changing. People are more um, keen to see strong individuals be part of their campaigns. So um, like encourage celebrities, models, or even like individuals, like kids, like, you know, feel okay about talking about things that you care about, like show your emotions. Like now is the time to come together and like share things with one another. Mm. Um, so I think we're, the world is heading into two, dire- two directions. One is, you know, the Instagram world and like where everyone's just so shallow and no one really connects and everything is just like about likes and whatever. But then at the same time, I think people are moving away from that and being more and more um, engaged with it, one another too. But that's the influence of social media right there is that the brand is actually recognizing that the model does have you know Mm -hmm. an image beyond their face yeah yeah and i one way or another so they have to deal with it yeah and i also think that like the idea of having such a large platform that a lot of models do is like changing the idea that models um might not be able to contribute like very substantial analytical political environmental information to their platforms you know on their on their platform to their followers. And I think that's such a revolutionary idea that you guys are pushing because we're taking this like celebrity ideal of people looking up to models with um, on the basis of like the content that they post being just kind of fashion and whatever to, okay, like I really have something to say and they can really affect change. And that's why what you're saying is like pop culture and getting into pop culture is like such an important tool. So that's extremely important. Yeah. You know, this very sweet model friend of mine was asking me, you know, why do you post those long um, captions on Instagram? Yeah. (laughs) Like why? She was just like, what's the point? Yeah. And I, people do. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, well, I, you know, I like to communicate my, my thoughts and I like to connect with people on a different level than just my image. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Send nudes. Pretty badass. <laughs> Basically. Stuff. <laughs> but also nudes. Okay. Sure. Uh, we're going to take our first commercial break um, before I fully me too myself. Um, no? <laughs> just missed the... No. Just, okay. Mm. Oh, thank God Barnett's not here. He would light me on fire. Uh, we have a thing. It's like one to three horrible jokes per episode. And Barnett usually jumps so deep down my throat. Nobody knows where he ends and I begin. <laughs> it's pretty spectacular. Um, today's episode is sponsored by smileradio.fm shout out to the smile and their studio on 24th and Lexington Avenue if you have an interest in your own podcast come check us out get up in the studio and pod your freaking face off people if you got something to say come say it smileradio.fm at 
smileradio.fm on Instagram, I believe. Um, and of course, check out the Smile to Go. Their food is delicious. So thanks and welcome back. We're here with Role Models. Tess, I have... Um, uh, go ahead. And model activist. And model activist. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Tess, I have the sneaking suspicion that you have uh, a whole series of brands that you guys work with that are really trying to do fundamentally good things, comparable to the brands that you know we work with and uh, an interview and, and talk about. Can you tell us a little bit about who your brands are and some of the campaigns um, that your guys guys's do? Yes. Uh, some of them are yet to be public, so I'm not sure how much I can say. Super secret. Super secret. You know, it's almost more interesting that way. Um, but, you know, some of the brands that we've been working consistently with since the beginning is like Metaware Organic, which is an all sustainable, natural, no toxic um, factory here in the United States. So that's really one of the ones like we've been proud of since the very beginning. Uh, we just booked, let's say, um, Keds, which is she booked one of our they booked one of our models because she is an awesome entrepreneur and really pushing the female activism and women empowerment movement right now. So that's another aspect, awesome. too. It's not just we don't just have sustainable models or just vegan models like everyone on our board has something that they're trying to say. And so what Bana said, like pairing that model with the right brand and the right causes. Um, that's real female empowerment. That's no joke. Right. No, yeah, we're yeah. not joking about it. Yeah, congratulations. Here. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool. And then what is coming out, and I can't, I don't know if I can say the brand, but they reached out to us directly and said, we're launching this new sustainable shoe. We want whoever is on the, this campaign to be very care, like really serious about the environment. And hopefully um, size 10. Yeah, they always right. have that. Can they also fit into this shoe? That would be awesome. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's like some, no, those aspects. No, but like they really wanted someone who like really cares about the environment and like do have someone. I'm like, do we have someone? Yes, we do. <laughs> so we sent the package and, you know, it's when that happens, it's really exciting to do, to run this business because we're starting to see that what we believed in when we first started it, um, that brands would, you know, eventually care about we have booking models that care about stuff more than right. just being pretty. Um, it's, it's true. So it's cool. So one of our favorite activists happens to be part of your squad, Marina Testino. We talked about her a little bit in pre-production. Um, episode two for all those of you who are diehard Better World fans. <laughs> We've got a few. Um, Marina has done a number of campaigns. So just to contextualize some of the really great work uh, that some of your models do, um, Marina, for example, takes her influence to the next step. She finds sponsors and focuses on a topic um, and then creates tremendous amount of awareness, impressions, like really leverages the crap out of media in order to drive her point home. And still, even though she was scantily clad and effectively naked for her last one. My favorite still is one dressed to impress. Mm. Um, it was her first stab um, at conscious consumerism, at the fact that we do not need to change um, outfits four times a day, that we don't need to buy fast fashion, that we don't need to dispose of things seasonally, that we should start purchasing things that are classics, that we you know hold for longer periods of time, um, that, you know, literally she could wear one thing and make it work with a bunch of different accessories um, for over 30 days, the same red suit. So I would love to talk a little bit about some of 
the similar work or campaigns that you guys outside of some of the brands that you guys are uh, are working on and give shout outs to some of your top people. What did somebody say, Brit? Somebody said Brit. Uh, well, um, maybe I can speak a little bit to uh, this uh, topic. So in the model mafia, we do this on a large scale and it's really amazing because it's a bunch of people coming together around a, um, an issue to raise awareness. It's not just one person, you know, doing it. Right. So, so it's a real collective community that cares about the t um, what we're doing, if you will. Um, we actually did the ban the plastic bag campaign here in New York City a while Killer. ago and we got around 70,000 likes on social media which uh, with a potential reach of over 4 million followers and I think wow. we all know that that was fairly successful. We banned the bag. Yeah. Yes. So we all we do stuff like that and I Well that's a really interesting case study too, right? Because the thesis is that any kind of political action is accompanied by a large groundswell. It's a exactly. demand from the people. So these are the kinds of things that you guys are working on and encouraging. Yeah, so Model Activist is is uh, working on gathering people like Marina, um, but lots of people like Marina to collaborate on large political... Um, move the needle. Yes, yeah. move the needle. There you go. We, we're moving it. We're moving you guys it. are so much more articulate than me, but I... We're asking people to break, break up with their banks next. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that sick. Too Let's go. This is, this is exciting. It's okay, so up. what am I doing? Am I putting like cash under the mattress? No, there are great banks out there. You just yeah. got to find them. Mm -hmm. Oh, so look, shout out to some great banks. Come on. Hit um, Amalgamated. Amalgamated is my bank now. Okay. Yeah. Now, what makes a great bank versus a not so great bank? Well, so most big banks are pouring money into the fossil fuel industry. Right. So you're giving them this money by just having your money in their bank. Which you have not agreed to. Time to switch exactly. from J.P. Morgan Chase. Yeah. Oh, they're the worst. I'm they sorry. They are really bad. Yeah, can we shit on people here? Yeah. yeah you no, can. so we are going to have break. We, we are going to have break up with your bank's party. So if you want to participate, you know, let us know. We'll sign you up. I would love I to participate in a break up with your bank party. That sounds oh, yeah. so wild. Yeah. It's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. I think we're wearing pink t-shirts. So as long as you're not perfect. Have nothing you, against first off, people. I've got a great midriff. I'm about five she to ten pounds larger than I should be. She didn't say crop top, Henry. Okay, well, Your I took it to crop top. Your mind there. You, yeah. You I think it. I'm going to look great in a pink <laughs> crop top. We'll make it happen. I'm we'll going to have to do a juice cleanse prior, which is fine. You have like a one week, so it's fine. That's right. <laughs> right. I've got one week. Ugh, Only healthy models here. square of cheese this week. Only. <laughs> Only one. Um, guys, we are very, very excited um, about the prospect of... Uh, just to give a little bit of a, of a shout out to Dave Grossman, um, of some of the eco summits that Better World um, and you guys are potentially working on, whether or not it's in Panama or El Salvador, um, and working with governments who are talking about sustainable uh, initiatives, ecotourism, agroforestry, our absolute fucking favorite. Um, but uh, particularly the Palo Verde Hotel down in El Salvador. Um, is completely sustainable, plastic-free, uh, sources all of their food locally, um, and is run by um, some really badass, fun surfer guys. Um, are, uh, are you guys interested, excited for, because I know you guys are deeply international, but um, you know, basically taking the show on the road uh, and 
working on things like regenerative agriculture um, in areas that have jungles or, or, or forests where, you know, we're, we're, we're losing them or, yes. you know, maybe going to Europe. Well, I wasn't going to tap into that subject, but yes, I mean, I am a, a nerd and many of us models are. We can sh- shout out to Renee Peters also, who's now farming up um, in the yeah. countryside. But, you Sick. know, there was a time where, like, every party I went to, I was, like, starting to talk about soil. Like, give me 10 minutes into the party. I'm like, you know about soil, though? It's really interesting. It's so sexy. Yes. People are like, what are you talking about? Um, Why but, am I not at these parties? Oh, I know. I got to like invite you. It's a dream world. It's, no, it's, it's so interesting. Soil. It's like, it's supposed to be, like, this live network of, like, fungus. And people are like, what? <laughs> oh, I've been talking about the peatlands nonstop <gasps> since this New York Times article. And people are like, the peat what? I'm like, you don't get it. Yeah, well, the cool people do. No, but so the thing is this, I think it's really cool about, you know, we this ecotourism where you can also bring awareness to things that we need to make cool, right. which is like agro, you know, for yeah, resta- sustainable, uh, sorry, agroforestry and regenerative. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. so many terms, regenerative agriculture. Talking about okay. activism and taking it to the next step, because yes, yeah. we've been like shouting to the streets, like we need change. So like, what is that change? Yeah. You know, regenerative Agriculture, agriculture is one of those that yes. we can make huge impact by just right. shifting how we grow things. Yeah. And that is directly connected to the fashion industry because yep. there are companies like Fiber Shed, which are really cool, that are connecting farmers and brands and depending on what kind of wool they want to use and actually making a network of people that are buying a product that is directly um, increasing the amount of carbon that the soil is taking in. So it's actually like a really exciting way to connect fashion and soil, which you can talk about. It's really funny because um, at this recent (coughs) conference, excuse me, that I was at, there was a... I know that was really, I should have moved away from my mic, but I didn't. Um, no, you was, leaned in, which was I, fire. She's like, I am woman, I hear me cough. Uh-huh. Um, now I don't remember what I was. Oh, yeah, there's a there's like an, an underwear brand that is um, biodegradable. I don't know what the name is, but their whole marketing plot. I'm going to go ahead and get Their whole marketing worried. plot is like soil your underpants because you can put them in the ground. That's brilliant. It is brilliant. That's outstanding. Yes. Okay. Well, we are going to take um, our second and final commercial break. On that note. And come back and talk more about um, Maddie finishing my sentences and soiling her underpants. Mm-hmm. We're having a big one today, guys. Yeehaw. This episode of Better World is sponsored by none other than our friends from Terra Cafe. Uh, T-E-R-R-A-K-A-F-F-E, Terra Cafe. They're producing a really, really killer coffee machine. And more importantly, Better Worlds is now partnered with them to provide sustainable coffee grown in agroforestry for subscription. So please go check them out. If you want your house to smell like a gorgeous French cafe, these are the guys. It is a very, very, very high-end product. And if you DM us at itsbetter.world, we will send you a discount code to the product. Very exciting. Terra Cafe. Don't do the pod thing anymore, people. 56 billions of those pods. They're going into the landfill. It's every year. It's not great. Do the coffee thing still. Fresh coffee. Better mm-hmm. world coffee. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, do this pod thing. Don't, do this pod thing, don't, not that pod thing. Yeah, not that pod thing. You can get with this or you can get with that. No? Okay. And we're back to uncomfortable moments with random elder white men making rep references 
It's dark. So awkward. Um, guys, you, I'm sure, have a tremendous number of suggestions that you've given not only to your models, but uh, to some of the folks who follow about what we can do to make an impact. And so, so those subtle behavioral shifts like you referenced earlier with moving away from plastic bottles, I wanted to talk about and talk about, you know, what are the things that you guys are suggesting to change? Well, I'm going to give another esoteric answer to that. And I hope that's all right. So, you know, the Esoteric, fashion- <laughs> but tangible. But tangible. Yeah. So the fashion industry traditionally has, you know, distracted women and people from actually following through with what's important. Right. You know? And so I think that it's very important that we're not only activists for the environment, for, but for women as well, mm. for changing the perspective of beauty. And I know uh, Teresa is very aligned with this as well. And she had a great interview with uh, BBC World News. Oh, yes. I was like, that's my agent. Yep. So I'll let her talk about that and the caring decision to only hire models 18 and above, which I hope is a trend and will continue. And so, right, yeah. no more child labor. Exactly. No more right. child obsession with beauty. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes. don't even want yeah, to. Yeah, wolf, rabbit hole. Oh, we're going down that rabbit hole. No, right now. we're going to stay away from it. What we do is we identify a rabbit hole and then we walk the other way. Oh, I like <laughs> don't that. Don't follow we're, the white rabbit. Okay, right. Uh, well, um, on that note, thank you. It was really cool, actually. Was like those. I was never been so nervous in my life. But um, to her point, there's a lot of things that need to change, and I think um, we just had this conversation today, actually earlier today. But if we want to change, you know, the society into a more sustainable future, if we want people to wake up and be more aware, and that was going to be my answer. I can get to that. But we need to start with remembering that only happy, um, safe individuals are able to change something outside of themselves. So true. So you got to start with individuals. Like, how do we see them? How do we like connect with people on a deeper level? And how do we build people up so that they feel okay with stepping outside of their comfort zone? Because it is outside of their comfort zone. If you eat certain foods and then someone comes to you like, you need to eat vegan, plant-based, uh, healthy foods. And you're like, I don't know what that is. You know, it's really terrifying. I w- when I first went vegan, I was so scared. Um, so it, you need to break it down to the simple and then understand like change doesn't happen overnight. Um, and it's about, you know, starting with what Brenda just said, you know, you can't like, well, we may be not going down the rabbit hole. Um, back to my answer then. What I was going to say is, slow down, seriously. We are running in hamster wheels, and we're just getting bombarded with all these like messages of like, look this way, feel this way, do that, like fill this many things into your one day, and you just don't even have time or energy to reflect on the habitual patterns you have. So, of course, you're going to just grab that plastic fork, or of course, you're going to take the, right. you know, there's so many things we can change in our daily lives, but it starts with slowing down and reflecting on, do I need to buy this shirt? And if I do, why? And do I really love it? Am I going to use this 150 times or like the regular 30 wears and just throw it out? And then if something is broken, can I fix it? You know, can I get a needle and like just yeah, this so little broken hole here? Like I can probably fix that before throwing it away. Um, so I Mending think, is the coolest. So cool, right? It looks so dope. Cool. Like you buy stuff now that looks like they're trash already. Like someone has ripped the jeans apart and like padded up. And like you, how much do you spend on buying a pair of jeans like that? You can just bucks. like... Right. Oh, or more. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I think it starts She's there, like, right? She's like, your jeans are Sometimes. cheap, <laughs> fucker. 
So much of consumerism is just driven by filling a void. And mm -hmm. so if people yeah. can fill that void in other ways, then there's not going to be as much trouble. Guys, speaking of fashion, I know a really epically awesome, rad, unicorn, beautiful model who would probably be a fit for your model crew. And uh, she looks great in high fashion. Are you scouting for us now or I'm what's totally going scouting. on? I'm trying. He's it's looking you. at me He's, on the air. That's my plug. He's talking oh. about, no, you're plug. talking about yourself. Also, <laughs> we're back to my midriff again. <laughs> it's disappointing. I think. Always open to new submissions. Okay. Always open to new. See? Bobby. We're building bridges over here. Look at that. We're this just, is we're amazing. We're doing great work. Yeah. Guys, thank you so very, very much um, uh, for the insight and for specifically targeting uh, behavior, cultural behavior. You know, I, we share the same thesis to a large extent, and we, of course, at Better World, um, if I can speak globally for three people, um, four, uh, believe that the more that we can identify these subtle shifts that we have to take in our behavior and the more that we can follow through with them, um, at least even being conscious of it, the better that we're doing. And all of your work in uh, lobbying governments and larger organizations and getting, you know, the momentum and the tide to move, really, really appreciate it. Want to thank you for that and congratulate you on the, the great work. You guys are taking an underrepresented, undervalued, you know, basically slave labor, labor class and turning it around. I know how difficult um, that particular job is. Not to say that it is isolated. There are many, many difficult um, jobs and labor classes out there, but the fact that you have taken this one and put this sustainable social impact uh, spin on it and empowered people to make real change within their careers, I think is awesome. And it is a model uh, for what we could do with other industries and organizations. And, you know, I would encourage also our listeners, last but not least, to think about your business, whatever it is, you know, whether you're an HR, uh, whether you're like a customer service person, um, regardless of how uh, or where you fit on the food chain, what can you do to make your life um, and your position more impactful? Because there are things and it's, it's even as small as, hey, you know, like the thing that we have in the lunchroom, can, re can we replace that with a better thing? Um, and hey, can we do away with plastic water bottles as an organization? And there's no shortage of small change. And I thank you guys for being, you know, like the figureheads to that and for pushing that. So thank you from, from both of us, from, from me and Maddie here. Yeah, thank really, you. really amazing work. Guys, um, I, I would like to, you know. Have uh, me say a quote. Hopefully, oh, you got a quote? <laughs> yeah, I got to say culture is not static. And we all have to be conscious of how we are shaping our world every day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Culture is not static, people. Let that. them know. Mm -hmm. um, love that. I love that a lot, too. It's on my website. I would like to be included um, on the guest list for all of these super rad parties that you guys are doing where you talk oh, about the soil. soil parties? Yeah, oh, the soil parties. It's going to be a list. It's going to be lit. I am Henry Lynn. I'm Madeline Wallace. Love you, Maddie. Love you. This has been Better World. Thank you for joining us and helping to make the world better. See you soon.